0: Hello and welcome to the Mobile Home Park Expert Podcast. I'm Jason Srodon. I'm here with my good friend Glenn Esterson. Glenn, how goes it today?
1: Uh, it's going wonderfully. We just closed a you know, really nice 400 space portfolio today. Ooh, and uh, got are on of fire. Ever. Yeah, it's nice.
0: Oh yeah, man, this nice
1: one we, you know, we've been working with that guy forever, and the both sides forever, and it, this deal. This deal went nice and fast. So it was really, it was a real fun transaction. You know,
0: those are the genuine
1: best. roller coaster stuff, like everything, but it was a good deal. Everybody got to the finish line. It's a good day. Happy. It's beautiful out. Can't wait to go ride my bike, watch my kid play baseball, all that kind of stuff.
0: Oh, I know. Wrap up the week on a high note. Um, well, I'm happy for you, man. So today, uh, we're going to be talking about something. You know, we've been trying to figure out how can we help. The most people? And how can I get more and more information? So today, it's going to be tricks to finding the best mobile home parks, the, to, to buy, to be a part of. I know we've talked a lot about somebody who comes in and just rents the lots for the people. I mean, all sorts of different scenarios. Where do we find these deals? So that's what we're going to cover today. So Glenn, let's kick off. I'm going to go out today and I'm going to look at one site to find, where do I go first?
1: Sure. Well, you know, some some of the best tips and tricks to finding mobile home communities for sale uh, is not just going on the internet and going to a listing board, although that's a good way to do it. And, and you know, I made a career off of posting things to those listing boards. Um, you know, so th- there, there's some uh, 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 posting sites out there that you can find things on, you know, social media sites that, you know, in Facebook, there must be a hundred groups now on LinkedIn. There's a pile of groups. Um, And then you can, you know, jump out of the social media world and and into, you know, the the standard listing boards like CREXI that's C-R-E-X-I.com. They have every kind of real estate imaginable on there and you got to filter through it, but it's a very well-known site and tons and tons and tons of people are on there looking at that same deal. Same with LoopNet. You know, while it's a bit more archaic nowadays to to be on LoopNet, it's still a thing people use. Um, and a lot of old-time brokers don't know about some of the other sites, so maybe they just posted on there. And so you, maybe you find something that isn't being marketed real well, and and that could be a good score. Uh, of course, there's plenty of uh, uh, forums out there, um, and some of them are are you know my competitors and and my friends and other. You know, websites that are out there that have manufactured housing forums and you can go check out those sites. And I would just simply say Google, you know, that that type of thing. But in my opinion, those are not the best ways or tricks to find mobile home parks. I think some of the best ways and, and I could be a little biased, uh, but is to work with your broker and to you know really have a very close relationship with them where he understands your actual buying capacity and your, your buying needs. And that way, if you're staying top of his mind, he's you're gonna be top of his if you're staying on top of his mind when he runs across the park, you're gonna be his first call because we do that all the time. New and guys, they run guys across guys things that are, deals
0: with and you run into things all the we time that aren't listed. It's crazy. Right. And so like that will you never know, so be listed. I, I just yeah. want everybody to know it's not a sales pitch, right? That's not a sales pitch for Glenn. No, this is common sense. If if somebody has access to the deals and they're limited. And they're not everywhere. You've got to go to the person who has the contacts. And because I'm glad you said that, Glenn, because that's where my head was at that whole time was like, well, how do you validate this shit? How do you know that it's good information on these websites or that the place is even available? You might be burning hours, tens, maybe even hundreds of hours looking for something that isn't real or doesn't really exist or is not a good value or is in a bad area. I mean, you're paying for that expertise, and like, it's not a lot, and you don't pay unless Glenn gets paid, right, Glenn? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know, pretty much. So, like, what's what we'll sort lose? Of brokers work. What? What? Okay, so yeah, let, yeah, let know, me ask. So, what's the hesitation? What? First of all, why are, would people be hesitant to get okay, a so, Well, a lot of
1: people. Have a very bad feeling about brokers being involved because, like, we're seen as like a step above a used car salesman most of the time, right? Because you know we're salespeople and we're trying to get you to spend money and tell you whatever you need to hear so you get a deal done. And yeah, there's a lot of brokers out there that do that. You know, I mean, a lot. You know, it's not, you know, it's not something that hasn't happened a hundred times before, and that's why we got this reputation. But the good brokers, the guys that really know the business, and the guys that have been here for a long time, most of us could not in a million years imagine you know being de- de- deceitful or anything like that. You know, we like to post exactly what we need to, to to tell you about these parks so you can make an educated decision. We're most of us are so worried about our reputation that we, we tend not to cross that line. Um, so you know, the stigma of working with a broker, you know, is is. In today's market, in today's time, working with superior brokers that really know their their, their field, whether it's manufactured housing or apartments or retail or self storage, the top tier brokers it, they they pay for themselves, you know, in a ten x type of way.
0: And if you're a piece of shit broker, you're not going to be a broker for very long right that i mean that's Not why reputation ma- matters you can't go do a bad deal and expect to keep making money it just doesn't work like that so yeah, i just for anybody who's like oh i can do, do it on buyer, I can do it on my own no yeah you can't you shouldn't Yeah. yeah. And a lot of guys think that and they, and they think
1: they'll get a better deal with the seller and maybe they will you know it, it is it is a statistical fact that, you know, when a seller engages a broker for an exclusive listing contract, they're going to make a higher sale price. You know, assuming you're hiring a specialist. Um, you know, I think the Marcus and Millichap average was something like nine to 13 percent higher. I don't know how that number is derived, but that's the number that you know is being reported. I can say that, you know, working for a seller, you know, my job is to get the seller the most money. That does not mean I'm going to, you know make a bad deal for a buyer because I'm going to have to now go work with that buyer for the next many years to help him achieve the pro forma we're telling him he can do so we can help him sell again. And, you know, brokers, in my opinion, are well worth their weight in gold. uh, And that's one way to get. So you want to stay on top of your broker, you know, treat them with respect, give them some, you know, uh, true criteria, let them understand your purchasing capacity, let them go do a lot of the work for you. You know now, brokers don't appreciate it when you're working with every other broker in the industry. But you know, most of us understand it is what it is, and eventually, one of us or a couple of us will earn your alliance, and that's kind of what what we're hoping for. Uh, if you're if you're a buyer, so you know, we close deals every day, and, and we do massive deals, small deals, and some of these bigger deals, they're everywhere. anybody can find them. They're almost always brot rep by a broker. Go ahead.
0: Top sign, top warning sign: you have a bad broker.
1: Oh, man, if if they only sent you, you know, some seller P&L or if they only sent you a broker's write up of a P&L with, you know, five expenses and it's like a ridiculously low expense ratio, big, fat, red flag. You yeah. know, um, if they are capitalizing all the revenue and saying, oh, here's, you know, here's this monster deal, uh, eh, you know, again, big, fat, red flag. Um you know so so those are some of the signs and, and it's obviously like overvaluing your call oh, yeah yeah they, they tend you know they tend to fudge it a little bit like oh look at all this this amazing revenue when you know it's a park owned home, home community and and half that revenue doesn't really even apply because it's pro forma it hasn't necessarily been collected it hasn't necessarily been applied appropriately between the home and the lot rent and all that kind of stuff you know so you got to watch that. A lot of guys who just don't know our industry, they just do that. They say, oh, it made $100,000 last year in revenue, and it only had $15,000 of expenses. So, you know, here's a part that we're going to sell at a five cap or a six cap or an eight cap, whatever it might be, but it's the wrong number. It's often the wrong number. Um, And you have to be aware of that stuff.
0: Well, what's the sign of a good broker? Like, so right away, you know, this person is playing it straight and narrow.
1: Well, I, I don't know what a, what a good broker does per se. I, I know what I do when I teach my guys on the team to do is we, we hit the objections first, you know, right out the gate. So, hey, look, this is not the Taj Mahal. This is, a, you know, definitely going to be a very tight sardine can type of park. Or, hey, this has got, you know, a pile of deferred maintenance on it. You know, is, are you sure this is the kind of deal that you want to talk about? I don't want to waste either of our time. You know, and and get all the ugly out front about the deal, um, and you know that way that way it saves a lot of time later on. And, and most brokers that are trying to sell you something and just just in it for the sale, they're probably not doing that. They're saying, oh yes, yeah, it's, it's a really nice part. It doesn't have a lot of deferred maintenance, and you know, yeah, it's in good shape. It just needs a little lipstick, and you know, they they they, they feed you what you want to hear, right? And that you know that is not something you want to do. Most that's the used car sales that I know. Yeah, exactly. You, you know, it looks look really great. In, I know
0: this 86, <laughs> exactly. this 86 trailer, it's great on you. It looks great. You're going to get all the ladies. <laughs> totally. And,
1: you know, it, it's the, the most good brokers are going to poke holes in what you're trying to look for so they can better uncover if you're actually a good fit for this seller. Um, because, you know, we often don't just like to take two strangers and throw them into a contract and pretend like, we did our job, you know. It's a, it's, a, it's a scary process for a good broker to to take that kind of chance. Um, but you know, so, some of the other some of the other tricks or tips, or however you want to look about finding it, is is really the way that that you know we do it, and the way that I started doing it, you know, years ago, um, is you know, depending on what you're looking for. If you're looking for a monster park, you know, so is everybody else. Oftentimes, you know, but you can still find better ones than they can if you go to Google Earth. And, you know, on Google Earth, if you type in mobile home park, you're going to find the same mobile home park everybody else does. So I wouldn't waste your time so much with that. But what we do is we go to one county. okay, and we start in in the top corner of the county at 10,000 feet and we pan east, west and then north and then come down, you know, a little bit and go back to the west and then come down a little bit, and come back to the east and do that through the whole county. And I'm dropping little pins all over the board so I can go scoop in on what it is. You can actually see a mobile home park pretty well from from 10,000 feet if you know how to look for them. And I have uncovered so many great deals that you know aren't being marketed. That the seller is a seller. These are substantial size parks and substantial markets, but because they're not registered on Google or they're not you know getting the the right zoning, you know, and all that kind of stuff, it doesn't always. Show up on on you know Reonomy or CoStar or this or that or LoopNet, and this gives us an advantage or you an advantage as a buyer because then you, you now are at the guy's parcel. You can go look up the parcel number, go look up the ownership of that parcel, go to any you know online search engine and, and search for that person, get his cell phone, give him a call, and say, hey, you know I'm here to you know talk to you about maybe selling your part. And that works wonders. I'm doing a a nice deal like that in North Carolina, a substantial size deal in in North Carolina that that was exactly uncovered that way. Um, And, you know, we do this all the time. And that, in my opinion, is one of the best tips to go find a deal that nobody else is looking for. Uh, Another really good one, but it's time consuming. Go ahead.
0: Well, I'm just wondering, I mean, that it's that's very time intensive. So you have to be willing. So that's, if you're not willing to get a broker, these are some of the steps that you also have to take is you got to go out and put in that groundwork. But at any rate, you're going to want to do that if you really want to get the best deals, because sometimes it's about poking something that isn't even on the market yet and making it alive.
1: Exactly. It's, you know, if you work with a broker, most of us brokers are sell our listing brokers and we're driving, we're driving price. That's our, that's how we pay for being involved in a deal. Essentially, is we we justify our fees by driving price. And you, as a buyer, are usually offended by our price. Okay. Yeah. And if you're not offended by the price, then it's probably a deal that's either misunder, you know, uh, underwritten incorrectly, price too low, things like that. Which means there's probably going to be a lot of competition on that deal, or that it's a dud and you shouldn't waste your time on it, anyways. Um, And if you're a broker underpricing your deals, man, shame on you. You should not be trying to underprice deals just so you can make an easy buck because you got a sucker for a seller. Uh, That's just not the way to do business. Uh, But as a buyer, that's kind of what you're looking for. But the way you skirt around a broker, if you're willing to put in the time, and if you're not willing to put in the time, you shouldn't, you know, you're not going to find a good deal. This business is hard enough. And once you get into a deal, it's only going to be 10 times as much work anyways So you do some upfront work when you're finding these things. And yeah, you might save 10, 15, 20% of a sale price by doing it without a broker involved when you're just going directly to a seller. But you have to be very cautious because most of the time you as a buyer are not going to uncover what needs to be uncovered so you understand all the red flags and things like that as well.
0: What if somebody says, well, I want to go through this so I learn? Is that a valid... I mean, because that learning could be the yeah. end of the career. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I guess it's how you timers, look at it, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of the first timers, they say, "Hey, Glenn, it's it's my first deal, but I want to do a deal. I'm I'm timid. I'm you know, I I, I got the money, but I you know, I I, I want to do this deal, but I, I'm just a little scared." And we get them into the deal, and you know, it's right before due diligence expires, and and a lot of them get really cold feet. And at that point, they just kind of, you know, disappear. Um, you know, a lot of them try to oversell themselves due to a broker and tell them how great they are. And, you know, they take a chance and then the deal falls apart. Well, that guy, I'm not calling back again because I mean, you can't be straight with me. The guy's just said, like, Glenn, I, I'm timid. I don't know if I can actually get to the finish line but you have a deal for me. I'd like to try, I'm trying to do this thing and I got some money, blah, blah, blah. And at least you're setting expectations with your broker. And the broker probably is either already dismissed you or said, hey, you sound like a nice guy. Let's see if I can help you out. And it's one of those two types of situations, which will save some some egg in the face at the end of the day if things do fall apart. Uh, But, you know, if if you're searching for your own deal and you uncover a deal with the seller and you guys are striking a deal up together, you know, chances are you're going to get a better deal than what the broker would have charged you for it. But at the same time, you're not uncovering all the deferred maintenance. Maybe you're not understanding what questions to ask. You know, how to get, you know, you know, underneath the hood and take a real look kind of stuff. You know, what books and records you need and all that kind of stuff. So be cautious. But Google Earth is a fantastic way to uncover parks that nobody else is chasing. Another really, really good way to do that as well is to drive your market. You say, hey, I want to be in, you know, in the Atlanta market. Okay, well, take a week, go drive every park that you can find. In the Atlanta market, and then look for the ones that aren't, you know, easily found on Google. So you can go stop in at that park. And most of these parks under fifty units, that mom and pop owner is usually in that park. I can't tell you how many times I've just said, "Oh, I haven't seen that park before," and I stop and I go walk up to, you know, the office if there is one, or I go look for a for rent sign and give that guy a call and say, "Hey, I'm here at your park. You know, you mind if I stop in to see you for a minute?" And most of the time, they're there to talk. These are mostly friendly people. And you can often strike a deal right there. Uh, that's a great way to do it. It's, it's a long shot, and it's very time consuming. Um, I mean, like in a market like Atlanta, there's you know, more than 100 parks, and it's going to take you forever to go through all of them. You know? But when you say, hey, I want to be in this section of this area, and I want this size park, well, you can just drive every street in that market until you've uncovered all the parks. I mean, that's, that's how we used to do it in the old school. You know, it was, it was, We just drove our markets until we learned everything that we could learn. Google Earth came out, and I jumped on that because that saved me a lot of driving. <laughs> you know, yeah, when you said drove,
0: uh, it, it's such an old school approach almost. that I, when you said drove, I thought you meant like you were using marketing to get people to like. You, no. I, I couldn't even make the connection. Um,
1: we, yeah, you know, it sounds bananas to people today, but you know, it, it works. It works wonders.
0: I mean, the ground game, uh, one of the things that I think is is important, and one of our mutual friends has really instilled this in me, Justin, just a ground game is really important. You can't, it can't just all be digital. It can't be one-sided. You really got to get out there and still make relationships. Relationships drive everything. And getting out there and talking to the mom and pop who are in those parks and Having a conversation, them feeling good about it, they might want out at that exact time. You're a nice boy, and they want to give you a good deal. Yeah. You just don't know, and, and, I, and, and it
1: often doesn't happen right then and there. And sometimes it might take two, three, four years of you talking to that owner, but you know sometimes it does happen right there, and it's it's worth it to get to stop in and check. You know, it's it's just worth it. Seed planting and watering. Somebody,
0: Seed yeah, planting you and balls you, got
1: eyeballs, to. you know, like you're gonna you're gonna have a stronger relationship than the guy who just mails them an offer. Okay, which brings me to another good way to uncover. Well, I don't know about good way, but it's a way people have been doing it, and 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 I don't think it's very effective. But I, I know some of you know the other you know gurus out there really tell their audience that they should be doing this, and that's sending out mailers. Okay. You know, getting all the park addresses, buying a database of park addresses, or going to FEMA's account and downloading all of them, sending out you know ten thousand mailers, and you know seeing what seeing what sticks to the wall. Now, five years ago, I would have said, yeah, you should be doing that. Today, I don't know. I don't know that I would really say that anymore. Because when I go to a meeting, what I see when I go to those meetings is a stack of those cards from top to bottom. I mean, top to bottom. You know. Two feet tall of postcards and mailers that that owner gets from everybody else in the country saying, Hey, I want to buy your park. Look at me. And he puts them usually into his desk and has like a bound of, you know, a whole, whole pile of them bound together. And he, when he's ready to sell, they'll sit there and open up every single one and return all those things and let everybody know. But it becomes a mess at that point uh, if you're trying to get a deal better than anybody else. Uh, we were just going through that actually on a deal in Huntsville, Alabama. that. You know, everybody in this country probably knows about now. And I've been working with this guy for five years, and, and many of my colleagues have been working with him for probably that long. And you know, he has literally saved every single postcard and phone call contact that's ever reached out to him about it. And about the, about a month ago, he decided to let everybody know he's ready to sell. And his price started at two million dollars, and is already up to about three and a half million dollars. Okay. Now we're just wondering who's trying to buy the deal just to just to lock it up, um, you know. And that's that's what happens when you follow what everybody else is doing when you're you're, you're trying to be a buyer because everybody else is using these same types of tricks. And really, I, I I keep reverting back to boots on the ground, relationships, and Google Earth. Those really, 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 really help. And when you're on boots on the ground, you can see the parks that have a lot of deferred maintenance, and you'd be like, I bet you that guy is just pissed. And he's just unhappy about owning this anymore. And I bet you if I bring him a bottle of whiskey and show up to him and say, hey, man, I'm so-and-so. I was hoping to talk to you about your park and I brought you a gift. That gift and that timing usually goes a really long way, a really, really long way. I needed Um, that.
0: These people are driving me crazy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I I, sat down on many trailer porches and sat there and had a shot or a drink, you know, with the guy as we talked about what he's actually trying to do. Because you see that guy with the white truck and the overalls on he's probably not the maintenance man he's probably the owner and you know he dresses like that because he doesn't want people to think he's the owner but at the same time you know he's usually the guy under the trailer fixing that stuff in these smaller parks i know this because i was that guy you know and i know it because a lot of my friends were that guy and this is what they do they spend their time trying to fix up all the broken stuff and they cuss the whole time about everything and all these problems and they're ready to get out they just need somebody to kind of you know, be nice to them for a minute and tell them, you know, what, what they're trying to do. So we'll see if we can find a way to match each other. And it works, it works wonders. Works one way better than cold calling 10,000 people, way better than mailing, you know, 100,000, you know, letters out, way better than competing with everybody on CREXI, way better than this and way better than that. It's, it's a tried and true method, it's just a long term boots on the ground, eyeball contact, get a little uncomfortable. And all that kind of stuff that most of us just hate to do, <laughs> you know.
0: Yep, we uh, that I mean <laughs> that, but that's where the money is. You do you put in that the effort, the yeah. That you got it. I mean, that's what it's going to take, Glenn. These tips today, I've, I, I mean, when we started, I was like, I wonder how many we're going to get to. It really unlocked so so many like little tidbits that I have never thought about. and That's what's always great about these conversations. And you have a course available right now online that gets into some of this stuff. Tell me about the course and tell people how they can get it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's MHP Master Course. I think that's what we're calling it, or the Mobile Home Park Expert Master Course or something like that. You can go to my website, themhpexpert.com, click on buy the course or whatever it's called on there. I think it's called Masterclass. And it's, you know, it's a pretty substantial thing. It's about, you know, eight to 10 hours of, of information. Um, you know, it take you about eight to 10 hours to get through. We, we give a pile of templates, a pile of underwriting templates, a pile of due diligence things and stuff like that. I help you build some databases. The, the uh, underwriting sections go from very quick, easy to do type of deal sizers to very complicated extremely, you know, long handed math type of stuff that gives you a very infield number, which, you know, is, you know, we're, we use a lot of different systems because there's a lot of different kinds of deals out there. But these are four of the, my favorite sheets that we use and things like that. And so, we, you know, I, I give you video, I give you, you know, uh, some reading assignments. I also even include my book. Uh, so, you know, it's it, it's it's a pretty cool program. I think we just brought out an installment plan to be able to pay for it. And it's already the cheapest thing out on the market. I think it's only like 200 bucks.
0: It's 199 uh, you know, I mean, if you're getting into the business so. and you have one thing that you can buy, this is $199 that is probably going to help you decide whether this is for you or not. So it's a great evaluation yeah. tool and a great tool if you are going to get into it, it is foundational right? You get it. You learn it. You're going to be at Glenn's level. You work as hard as he has for 20 years and you can get there, (laughs) you know, but this is going to be a really good. I don't want to
1: oversell it. You know, I don't want to oversell the course. You know, it's, it's definitely an an introductory type of course, but it should give you enough flavor to decide if this is for you or not, because I I don't sugarcoat anything like you guys know I don't. And it's, it's you know it's a it's a treat it's a pretty cheap entry point uh, I think my next competitor is a couple thousand dollars for for a more substantial class but you know it's definitely a couple thousand dollars and it's uh, Wait, I think mine's you, a nice entry yeah. way that should help you get you know up and running faster and you can find it on the website the mhpexpert.com um, and like I said you get the free book and if you hate it just let me know I'll happily you know refund your money
0: yes. Money back guarantee if you're not fully satisfied. Uh, Glenn, if people want to reach out to you, they can go to themhpexpert.com. You can reach Glenn at gesterson at themhpexpert.com. Glenn also has a vanity phone number. What is that number again? I always forget it. One.
1: It's 720-MHP, the number four y-o-u m-h-p-4-u
0: i gotta remember that 720 mhp4u is that right yep all right And please, if you, if you guys are interested in hearing about a specific topic, have questions for Glenn, email us, email Glenn, G. Esterson at the MHPExpert.com. We're always looking to provide people with uh, information and help them on their journey. So please don't feel... Uh, hesitant hit us up thanks for listening to the show everybody join us next week we're trying to be more regular with this tell your friends do everything you can get us on itunes and google play glenn thank you so much and we will see you all next week
1: be good take care